Welcome to the Identity Trust Pulse, where we bring you the latest insights and trends from the fraud and identity industry. I'm your host, Pratik Chowdhury, and today I'm joined by Kim Sutherland, VP of Fraud and Identity Strategy at LexisNexis Risk Solutions. We're here today to discuss about the latest fraud insights and analysis from the 2022 LexisNexis Risk Solutions Cybercrime Report. The new report details recent industry fraud trends and regional statistics, highlighting the following. Where attack rates are increasing and digital channel is impacted. Universal cybercrime challenges and unique regional differences. Targeted risks across key customer journey touchpoints. Industry vulnerabilities and opportunities. And how scam growth is tied to the expanding mule network globally. Kim, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Looking forward to the conversation. Awesome. So, Kim, a key insight that sparked my attention within the report is the global digital fraud attack rate is up 20% from 2021 to 2022. Can you tell us more about how the fraud landscape has evolved in this period and give us some highlights from the report? Absolutely. So this is so much of a, a continuation of what we all have experienced for the last few years. So let me start by saying that the accelerated digital activity that was fueled by the pandemic um, has continued across multiple demographics and geographies. And overall, we saw about a 24% increase in transactions that we analyzed. Um, so that is definitely um, a, a driver for all of it. And digital fraud rose significantly in 2022 compared to 2021. And we always try to look at this from two very different attack profiles, first with human-initiated attacks or individual attacks, and then also by those high-velocity bot attacks. And what I can tell you is that we're definitely in a post-pandemic period. And the reason why I say that is that if we go back to the first 18 months of the pandemic, so from 2020 um, into the first half of 2021, those human-initiated attacks declined. Since then, though, we have seen a steady increase. In fact, in 2022, human-initiated attack volume has risen by 56% year over year. And then when we look at those automated bot attacks, those have always been growing for so many years. And in 2022, we saw a 27% increase year over year. Great. So let's explain to our audience the data gathering and analysis methods underpinning the report. Can you guide us through the research methodology? Yes. The LexisNexis Risk Solution Cybercrime Report is based on cybercrime attacks detected by the LexisNexis Digital Identity Network from January to December of 2022 um, during near real-time analysis of our consumer interactions across that online journey from new account creation, logins, payments, and other non-core transactions such as password resets and transfers. The transactions are analyzed for legitimacy based on hundreds of attributes, including device identification, geolocation, and even previous history and behavioral analytics. Um, the report analyzes a subset of these transactions um, that it excludes 
the non-transaction-based events. So we're trying to have very clean data in this report so that we can do some really good analysis. And so we're looking at about a subset of 79.8 billion transactions, and that includes about 1 billion new account creations, 11 billion payments, and 54 billion login transactions. So the great thing about the scale of digital identity network is that we're able to see um, a lot of activity, which makes for a very rich report. And we've seen in the report that overall organizations have responded to increased fraud attacks by focusing more on building trust with a loyal customer base, right? Building trust within genuine customers is very important to our, our clients and all organizations. So why should building trust be at the foundation of fraud prevention? And how are different industries, for example, telcos, banking, e-commerce, performing in regards to building trust? So, Pratik, this is really an interesting trend. Um, as we've seen good customer transactions grow for many years, and organizations want to build trust with their loyal customer base, um, and that gives them the ability to really exercise new forms of enablement to the consumer and to really refine that customer experience. So, again, super excited to see this type of a trend happening. Trusted events increased by 9% within our digital identity network, and that really does help provide a better customer experience. Um, we saw this really happening with financial services and communication mobile media customers, but unfortunately, e-commerce was an exception. Um, and that often may happen because a lot of e-commerce transactions may not include repeat activity or maybe guest checkouts where there isn't that relationship that's established, but it definitely makes it much more of an opportunity for fraud to occur as well. So we do see differences in different industries, again, financial services and with those uh, repeat logins um, have made such a significant difference in establishing trust and then being able to execute on it. So, we know as fraud becomes more complex, it is increasingly important to classify fraud attempts. What are the most common fraud attempts classified by our clients in the LexisNexis Digital Identity Network? And can you explain why it's important to classify these fraud attempts? Sure. So this reminds me of the adage, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. Or some people say what gets measured gets managed. So I really appreciate the importance of classifying fraud attempts, um, especially as fraud becomes more and more complex. The, the most common fraud attempts classified by our clients, the LexisNexis Digital Identity Network in 2022, were scams, both third-party chargeback fraud and third-party account takeover, and then finally first-party fraud. And scams being the top type of fraud attempt definitely doesn't surprise me, and I'm sure it doesn't surprise you or any of the readers of our report um, because of the pervasiveness of scam activities. But it is predominant in Europe and Latin America. And from an industry perspective, financial services organizations are really feeling the impact of scam activity more than other industries. So returning to that um, managing quote again, um, what gets measured, fraud detection systems like threat metrics enable multiple targeted models to assess risk in real time. And those alerts are generated to allow for fine tuning in the way that operational teams can handle the fraud. 
what we did also see from a classification standpoint was that our e-commerce clients reported more instances of returns or refund fraud, which does have a close relationship to first party fraud. Our e-commerce and retail clients are typically seen in retail, airlines, travel, marketplaces, ticketing, and even digital goods businesses. Finally, first-party fraud dominates the attention of our communications, mobile, and media clients who are telecommunications, content streaming, and digital media organizations. Oh, and I can't leave out actually gaming and gambling. What I really found interesting about that from a fraud classification standpoint is that those clients were most impacted by bonus or promotional abuse um, attacks. And that typically occurs at account setup. And within the report, we dive into regional trends uh, with regards to attack rates, what's happening within the region with fraud and trust. Could you explain or give us a brief summary of what is happening within EMEA, APAC, LATAM and North America? So I kind of highlighted the fact that we saw a scam activity predominant in, in Europe and Latin America, but let me go in a little more detail. So um, the Asia Pacific region remains the second most attacked region uh, and that peaked mid-year before trending downward the latter half of the year. Um, then EMEA um, consistently had the lowest regional attack rates in spite of growth seen in the second half of 2021. So a clear decline from earlier levels is seen for the second half of 2022. So that's a great thing that we were seeing. Um, Latin America, uh, they continue to have the highest regional attack rate, but there was a dip in the summer months. And then in North America, attack rates continue for much of the year. And then we saw that kind of tail off around the last few months of the year. So in Q4, um, several specific peaks were also noticed throughout the year. The report also draws attention to mule networks. It highlights the importance of tackling them as part of a robust scam prevention strategy. How can organizations leverage digital identity to fight mules? Yeah, you know, pretty that, you know, mules are typically viewed as a, a financial crime problem, but we also view them in terms of the network fraud that we can see. Um, as we look at the accounts that are used to both receive the stolen funds and then transfer of those funds to alternate targets. Um, and that can be in other financial institutions and even across geographic borders. So the growth of these mule accounts um, has truly become a global issue. But the good news is that the digital identity activity allows us to, to really hone in. Um, within the LexisNexis Digital Identity Network, we see multiple types of mules, and that includes the complicit ones where accounts are set up specifically for mule activity. And then to the far um, other end, there are those unwitting accounts where the actual account owner may be completely unaware that they've been scammed into mule activity. So again, scams come right back into this conversation again. Um, as you can imagine, this is, you know, requires targeting of the identification of very different behaviors to be able to address. And one of the most important benefits of the scale of digital identity network um, is our ability to link the digital identities. And we are seeing some of this activity 
really heavy in our neobank clients as well as fintechs as they become the hub for the formation of these mule accounts. So we've touched on multiple industries. We've touched on different regions. The other key points within the cybercrime report is the high risk touch points within the customer journey. So can you explain a little bit about what are the attack risks across these high risk touch points in the customer journey and, and why are they so specific to those particular high risk touch points? Yeah, again, um, we've definitely seen over the years the ability to pay close attention across that entire customer journey versus at any one particular uh, area. And so when we start to look at those transactions by use case across the online journey, we really do see some very important trends. So in 2022, we saw that one in every 11 account creations were attacks. Um, we know that that continues to be um, one of the, the key areas uh, at the very beginning of the of the relationship that has to be paid um, attention to, and not just from a digital standpoint, but also from a physical identity standpoint. Then often when we look at like the activities that are going on within uh, an existing account, payment transactions come into play. And so payment transactions saw the highest growth in overall bot attack. Again, it's very challenging to look at the differences um, between human-initiated attacks and bot attacks, but payment attacks were heavily impacted um, by bot attack. And then another area that we've really focused on for the last few uh, cybercrime reports has been about around password resets. This time, over 200% increase in the attack rate uh, for password resets, specifically via mobile apps. So that one really caught my attention just because, you know, mobile apps have always been considered probably the safest area um, when it comes to attack rates. But fraudsters continue to shift their activity. Um, they continue to learn where clients are and consumers are putting their attention. So we actually saw that uh, significant growth in password reset attacks via mobile apps. And just to bring everything together or tie things up here. Um, my last question for you is why should companies develop a 360 view of their customer basis to strengthen their fraud prevention? I know 360 view gets thrown around quite a lot, um, but I think it's quite important in this context if you explain what we mean by a 360 view of their customer base. So for taking, you know, as we just talked about, you know, we saw very different types of um, activity that's happening in different parts of the customer journey. And taking a 360 view is really not limiting yourself to the single point in time risk assessment and taking that now a much more holistic perspective. So what we've seen over time is that customers are looking at not just new account creation, but also throughout the customer management of the account as well as logins and payment transactions. And the number of clients that are deploying uh, the full threat metric solution and even behavioral biometrics across all three core stages of the life cycle 
um, is actually up 77 percent in 2022 compared to 2019. So that is really important in being able to try to address the fraud activity as well as reduce the cost of fraud overall. And that also allows the gathering of contextual digital intelligence. So really being able to to have um, it not generalized for a type of, of, of activity, but very specific. Um, and at login, that can improve risk assessment at subsequent payment events by more than 60%. So taking that 360 view really is uh, very important and makes a big impact to businesses. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for summing that up. Uh, thanks for joining us today and giving us the highlights from the LexisNexis Risk Solutions Cybercrime Report. To our listeners who want to find out more, you can download the full Cybercrime Report using the link in the description. Thank you for listening and make sure you tune in again for another episode of the Identity Trust Pulse. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to and shall not be used as legal advice. The views and opinions expressed in this program are solely those of the speakers and don't necessarily reflect the views or position of LexisNexis Risk Solutions. LexisNexis Risk Solutions does not warrant that the information provided in this podcast is accurate or error-free.